0: You're listening to the American Journal of Perinatology podcast, hosted by Dr. Bill Goodnight and Dr. Chris Robinson. Each month, we take an in-depth look at a paper published in the American Journal of Perinatology.
1: Thank you very much. My name is James Duffy. I'm training in obstetrics at the University of Oxford. I'm also a researcher funded by NIHR. I think one of the common themes that we've heard about during um, the forum today is that we have got exciting treatments that need to be evaluated, that we need to develop new techniques to better predict and diagnose preeclampsia. While the methods for randomised control trials and diagnostic studies are quite specific and have been well-validated. Unfortunately, there hasn't been the same attention to the outcomes that we've selected, and we need high-quality outcomes and outcome measures to make sure the studies that we undertake um, provide us with reliable information that we can use within our clinical practice we manage preeclampsia every day and our patients ask us a range of questions about possible treatments to prevent preeclampsia and treatments once preeclampsia is developed and unfortunately providing patients with a reliable accurate answer is challenging even when we review the best quality evidence in systematics reviews this is because there's errors in the outcomes and outcome measures being introduced in the primary studies. So there's inconsistent reporting of outcomes across studies, there's variation in the outcome measures across studies used, and there's limited reporting of clinically relevant outcomes and outcomes which are important to patients. So what is the solution to this problem? we could introduce a collection of routinely collected outcomes which are used across clinical trials and systematic reviews. So in each clinical study, there would be a core set of outcomes and researchers would be free to measure other outcomes in addition. This ensures every study contributes to the important questions that we're trying to answer and ensures that future IPD meta analysis is much easier to undertake, and it means big data is good data. The Crown Initiative is coordinating the development of core outcome sets across women's health. It's a consortium of 78 women health journals. We're encouraging researchers to develop core outcomes, facilitating the embedding of core outcome sets in research and ensuring core outcome sets are reported. Currently, there's several core outcome sets in the field of women's health, including preeclampsia, preterm birth, PPH, IUGR, gestational diabetes, and epilepsy in pregnancy. But from the hundreds of potential outcomes and outcome measures which we could collect and report in preeclampsia, how do we decide on a core outcome set? Well, it's a three-stage process. The first step is to identify potential core outcomes, and this can be done through a systematic review of the literature and by engaging with patients using qualitative patient interviews. Once potential outcomes have been identified, they can be entered into a modified Delphi method. This enables stakeholders across the world to contribute their views, and it allows doctors, other healthcare professionals, researchers, and patients to contribute their views. Once core outcomes have been selected, it's important that they're associated with high quality measures. So with preeclampsia, we've established an international collaborative steering group to guide the development of this core outcome set. We've also had the endorsement of support of ISHAP and the Global Obstetrics Network, PREEMPT and Pregnancy Collab. So the first step is to identify what outcomes have been reported before in the literature. There's been 136 trials in preeclampsia. On average they report about 56 outcomes with a range from 4 outcomes up to 176. And when we organise these outcomes, we've identified 89 maternal outcomes and 57 offspring outcomes. It's not just the sheer number that presents challenges for us. It's the inconsistency of reporting across clinical trials. So there's missed opportunity in each trial to answer important clinically relevant questions. For example, if you look on this chart, this is a random selection of randomized control trials for preeclampsia. And you can see the inconsistent reporting for mortality, HELP syndrome, abruption. So the systematic review is a reliable indirect survey of healthcare professionals and doctors but historically patients have not had a significant role in the design of studies and therefore there's not been very high quality work about what outcomes do patients want to see collected and reported in randomised studies. So the second part of identifying potential outcomes is actually engaging with patients to figure out what's important to them and what should be included in future clinical studies and diagnostic studies. So we've engaged on social media and local recruitment. We've had reached over a quarter of a million women in the United Kingdom, and we've had 3,000 visitors to our study site. They've reviewed a video abstract of our study, read very detailed information, and we were very excited with the 546 expressions of interest to participate. With such a high number, we were able to engage with patients from very diverse settings based on their geographical location, age of diagnosis, their parity, deprivation status, and gestation at delivery. And when we interviewed them, commonly in their homes, we were asked and enlisted their experience from preconception, from pregnancy and childbirth, to delivery by analyzing the transcripts of the interviews we were able to identify outcomes which are particularly important to patients and we relaxed because there was 29 outcomes that mapped quite nicely onto the previously reported outcomes in the literature but there were other outcomes that haven't been reported previously in randomised control trials. And although these may not form the core outcome set, I think it does present us an opportunity to provide a more holistic evaluation of future treatments. So the next step is to decide which core outcomes will form our core outcome set. And this is where you guys come in. It's really important that we have experts such as yourself contributing to the process. Uh, We are trying to identify anesthetists, patients, neonatologists, obstetricians, MFFM specialists and researchers to contribute. The Delphi method is a commonly used method which enables repeated reflection and rescoring of outcomes. We anticipate it's going to be a three-stage process consisting of three 15-minute surveys. This repeated reflection and rescoring promotes convergence on a whole and stakeholder group to core outcomes. Once core outcomes are identified, it's important to associate them with high-quality outcome measures. So I would invite you to participate. You can contact me by email to hope at phc.ox.acuk, or you can visit the website. And thank you very much for your kind attention.
0: That was the American Journal of Paranatology podcast. Thank you for listening. To find out more and to read this month's highlighted paper, go to www.tima.com forward slash AJP, or check out our Facebook page at facebook.com amjperinatology. If you enjoyed our podcast, please rate us on iTunes and join us next month when we will discuss another paper from the pages of the American Journal of Paranatology.